Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> this is a bonus episode, a super spontaneous one at that. So no extras, no intro, no outro, no ads, none of that. I felt the urge to hop on today, just me, you, and this microphone just to say Happy Mother's Day and just to share some of my thoughts today. I want to say that I appreciate so much all of the text messages, the DMs, even the emails and phone calls from many of you that have reached out today. If you heard one of the previous episodes, then you are well aware uh, that I lost my mom in 2017. She passed. And so uh, that was June of 2017. So this is um, what, I guess the third Yes, the third Mother's Day um, of this newness of, of not um, being able to spend the day with her in the flesh. So I just wanted to share some quick thoughts and um, share with you a little bit of a letter that I actually shared with her, um, the last letter in a series of letters that I wrote her for Mother's Day in 2017. So I can remember like it was yesterday, Mother's Day 2017. Um, I woke up at my parents' house, had flown in to spend the weekend with my mom. We were living in New York then. And I remember getting up, going downstairs, walking into my parents' room. My dad was getting dressed for church. My mom was in the bed and I hugged her, told her happy Mother's Day and snuck right into the bed with her um, on my dad's side. And we just laid there, talked um, until my dad left for church. I remember um, him asking her, he's like, are you sure, you know, are you, you sure you're going to be okay with me going to church today? And she's like, yeah, you know, go have a good service. Um, so she, she saw him off and we laid there until she dozed back off. And I remember getting up coming into the kitchen and just kind of preparing to watch service. Um, if you don't know, my, my dad's a pastor. He's um, this year will be 35 years that he's pastored a church. So, you know, getting up and going to church on Sunday is all I know. And so um, that was his, you know, our, our family routine um, on Sundays. But uh, this particular Sunday, she wasn't feeling well. And so she decided to stay. So I go in the kitchen. I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we'll watch service. And maybe about 30, 45 minutes after he left, she walks into the kitchen. I'm like, mom, you want to watch uh, Mount Zion's 1115 service live when they go live. And she's like, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit better. I think I want to try to go to church. So I'm shocked. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I remember helping her um, find something to wear. She loved the color coral and she had lost a lot of weight by this time. So she, um, we found this beautiful like knit coral suit that looked really great on her. And I remember like trying to help her get dressed. And she's like, if you don't go on and get dressed, so you don't make us late. <laughs> so I remember going back upstairs, uh, getting dressed is probably the fastest that I've ever gotten dressed for church. Cause by, by this time it's after 10 o'clock and, um, we head out, went to Mount Zion. She had an amazing time, really enjoyed the message that, uh, Bishop Walker preached. And I remember on the drive back, she was just sharing that she was so excited that she actually like got up, put clothes on and just, you know, got out the door and, and went to church. And it really helped her to feel better all the way around. Um, and 
we were we were getting close to home and I asked her, I'm like, well, you know, do you feel up to getting something to eat or you want to get some takeout or we can cook something? And one of her favorite places to eat, um, if you know her, you know this, was Outback Steakhouse. So just her and I sitting in Outback and I have a picture that I'll have to share maybe on social media, but um, I can remember sitting across from her and her just being like so adamant about texting every single mom. <laughs> I feel like that she knew, like texting her calling. So um, we're sitting there waiting on the food and she's like sending off all these like, you know, and not just your like, you know, ha- happy Mother's Day, enjoy the day, like these long met- text messages to like friends and um, her goddaughter and just all of these people. And, um, and and we just had a really, really, really good day together. Just us that whole entire morning till my dad got back later that afternoon. And I've just been thinking about that memory all day today and just how um, of the many things that I remember about my mom and that I love about her was just her fortitude. Like she was just so faith-filled and so adamant about making sure that we were all okay and that we knew that she was okay, you know? And so she, um, she pushed through, she, she went to church that Sunday and we really, really had a good time, um, sitting together during service, having lunch and just enjoying one another's company. Um, And I never would have imagined that that would have been the last Mother's Day that we spent together. I remember later that afternoon, my brother and sister in love, they all came in town. We had food, flowers, just a normal Sunday afternoon with families, uh, with families celebrating um, my mom and and just all of the moms in our family that we love. And so, those are the memories that I cherish. Um, those are the memories that uh, I felt just the Lord just flooded to the to the center of my mind today that have really brought a lot of light and a lot of joy today. I also wanted to share with you, and I will also put this in the vault. So if you're not familiar, we started a couple of episodes, a Thriver Vault, which is essentially a f- free access to tools and resources to kind of help you put some of these insights and inspiration that we're sharing on the podcast into play, like do something with it, put some action behind that intention, as I like to say. But um, one of the things that I'll add to the vault from this bonus episode is a copy of the letters um, that I wrote her that week. So I know it had to have been God God inspired, but um, six days, so a week leading up to Mother's Day. So I was still in New York. And I remember, I don't know, I got this idea and I'm like, well, if I mail the letters, she's going to get them after Mother's Day because of just the postage and timing and everything. I'm like, so I'll write the letter and um, send it to her electronically, like email it to her. And so um, I did that. And so I want to share with you the last one that I shared with her on Mother's Day, um, that same Sunday that we spent uh, the morning together, and I will also put a download of all six letters into the vault. And you'll notice when you download the letters and read through them, um, I actually printed them and shared them at her funeral service. So there's um, 
the first page of the letters is actually a letter to um, all of our guests, family and friends that came to the funeral service, just kind of sharing kind of the backstory that I'm sharing with you now about the letters and why I wrote them and what they meant. So this is the last one of the last day. Um, you all should know by now, uh, if you've been hanging out with me for the past few episodes, I love acronyms and acrostics. So the six letters um, are all representative of the word mother. So this is the last one, the R. And so this one was about respect and reciprocity. And it reads, Dear Mom, Happy Mother's Day. I hope you have enjoyed this booklet of love letters filled with lessons you've shown me. Every lesson is built on some form of relationship. We are meant to be in relationship with others from Christ to friendships, to marriage, to colleagues. I've watched your relationships at each of these levels and one of the driving forces to them being successful has been respect. You've taught me that before I can respect people, before I can expect people to respect me, I must first respect myself. This is so vitally important in relationships. When I respect myself, I'm aware of my values and don't compromise them for career gain, relational influence, or romantic interests. I remember this lesson so loudly as it related to dating. When men see that you respect yourself, which means you have boundaries, then you have only two choices. They have only two choices, to respect you or roll on. This lesson did most of the surface hard work for me during my dating years because it would automatically eliminate <laughs> deadbeats on site. <laughs> Thanks, mom. In all of my mentoring of young girls from Nashville to Columbia to Knoxville to Chattanooga, this is the lesson I always try to leave them, to leave with them that you've taught me. Respect yourself and others will mirror back that level of respect for you. Once I was in a relationship of mutual respect, then I was able to lean on this last lesson of reciprocity. Respect and reciprocity are truly the recipe for remaining in relationship. Reciprocity can be hard at times, but it truly gives life to our relationships. If we remember that reciprocity requires these four things that you also taught me. The L of life is listening. Most people say that communication is the key to relationship. While I agree, I would go a bit deeper and say that listening sustains relationships. We often associate communication with initiating or engaging in conversation. But what I've learned from you is that oftentimes our loved ones are communicating verbally and non-verbally, and we know what they truly mean when we listen. Reciprocity requires active listening to truly hear and understand so that you can mirror back what's being given out. The I, interdependence. You've taught me to be wise, strong, and a kind-hearted woman that is capable of being independent, but able to be interdependent. This protected me from unbalanced and unhealthy relationships of codependency. In interdependent relationships, both people are strong and maintain their values and uniqueness while also respecting and nurturing the wants and needs of others. There is no misplaced weight of, quote, completion that's created by the other, but rather 
two complete in Christ individuals come together to complement one another. The F is forgiveness. Ooh, this is a big one, LOL. <laughs> there is absolutely no reciprocity without forgiveness daily. I've learned that having a heart to forgive without rehearsing the other person's wrongs allow me to be able to reciprocate the goodness and mercy that Christ gives to us. This aspect of reciprocity exposes our level of faith in Christ because this runs counter to our natural predisposition. Flesh wants to get back and his spirit in us propels us to forgive. The E that you showed me was empathy. Empathy is the last requirement of reciprocity that gives life to our relationships. Empathy is very dependent on listening to understand and then share in the feelings of the other person. You and daddy have been married for a long time and I've heard and watched empathy in our home growing up. Empathy requires compassion, practicing acts of kindness, undivided attention to listening and love. I pray that I'm able to share these lessons that you've taught me with other people, and most importantly, that I live these lessons each day. Hopefully, these open letters have inspired others to take hold of these six, well, really 12, pearls of wisdom to not only look good, but most of all, to live better. Mom, I love you, and I'm so grateful to spend Mother's Day 2017 together. God is so good, and I'm grateful. So that's the last letter, and the other five are in the vault. Hope you enjoyed that, and hope you are having an amazing Mother's Day. Until next time, let's thrive together. Take care.